0: hello this is Timmy black and welcome once again to another episode of the lives of contemporary artists you know hosting the uh, this um, premier boutique podcast the 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 edgiest trendiest arts podcast in Los Angeles has appropriately gained for me access to lots of not not only, not only interesting and consequential people, but 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 important people as well. I mean, folks think that I only hang out with artists and and people who like to slum around with artists. And it is true I am a sort of I am a sort of networking magnet every, every everybody wants to talk to me I, I'm a magnet for 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 every striving mercenary al- a- aspirational marginal artists this side of, of Rome but but uh I also know I also happen to know plenty of other types of people who are strongly associated with the art world. Collectors for example are always always hitting me up for advice. They they, they want to know who's hot they want to know who's not hot who should be hot they want to know they want to know who's not quite Hot yet they they also want to know who's warm, or or tepid might be a better word who's tepid they want tips in other words they they they, they come to me they come to me like retirees hanging out at the racetrack they're like they're like weekend truffle hunters like like underrepresented screenwriters well. I I guess you could say they're like art collectors, and and I don't mean art collectors on a budget because if you're on a budget, you're not really a collector. Anyway, I know collectors and I also know a lot of curators. I know a lot of curators too, and the curators, they're very, very serious people. They're very serious having having defied every middle-class parental expectation. By, by spending years and a small fortune, earning useless graduate degrees in English literature. They're serious. They're a serious bunch of people, in there. and they're none too friendly, by the way. So, uh, curators and collectors, and, 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 and I know a lot of the museum trustee types, and between you and me, they, they throw the best parties, and contrary to all the prevailing stereotypes, they are not uniformly boorish, no, not at all. Some of these super wealthy people are actually quite interesting, and and, and say what you will, of all the people populating the overcrowded art world, these museum board members seem to have, well, they seem to have the deepest connection to what I would call the real world. I mean, a lot of them have real jobs, or at least used to have real jobs, and, and they're not in the least bit insincere, or at least they're not any more insincere than the average person, which is to say they're not as bad as everyone says they are. Which brings me to today's topic, today's difficult topic, today's difficult topic, this, this topic, this difficult topic, today, today the podcast will explore the the fuzzy and fraught relationship between art and ethics, don't be alarmed. It's going to be short, I promise. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm almost done, so you can you can check your email later. The day is young. I'm not going to go on forever. Anyway, you 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 know, I don't have to tell you this. I don't have to tell you this at all. But artists generally fall on the left side of the political barricades. This is completely normal, and in fact, it's to be expected. I mean, if you're if you're, say, a rapacious capitalist libertarian, you don't exactly go into debt in order to earn an MFA in semiology or performance sculpture or anything like that. But listen, once you leave the Edenic Academy, once you're at a school and you're trying to make rent in some tubercular one bedroom in Brooklyn, if the opportunity rises where suddenly you're in the business of selling I don't know, luxury commodities, like, say, art. Well, I don't know, I don't think virtue and nobility will impel you to vet the ethical bona fides of your customers. Now, in all my my years as a a hanger-on in this fragmented world of Bohemia, I have never heard of an artist checking references in advance of selling out an exhibition. Success, as it is measured in the art world, is always, well, always inextricably linked with commerce. And, and, and just, just as an owner of a bodega remains Indifferent, oblivious to the moral posture of those who come to purchase ringdings and flaming hot Cheetos, art dealers are never known to burrow into the deep pockets of their constituents looking for ethical lapses. No, the rungs upon which artists climb are greased with the engorged gains of, say, pharmaceutical kingpins or commercial real estate moguls or, or, or the high priests of Wall Street as well as as well as business geniuses who have made large and and small fortunes selling I don't know exotic potted plants to besotted Saudi princes or, 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 or selling timeshare condominiums to drug cartel accountants or, or trading in high-grade plastic grenade pins to low-grade Egyptian generals. I mean it takes serious money serious disposable income to cultivate a collection of reformulated dialectical oil paintings and instrumentally irrational works of sculpture made from unlikely yet predictable raw materials culled from hardware stores and yard sales. God bless, God bless these enlightened Messinuses, without whom there'd be little hope for our gifted and subversive contemporary artists to ever be able to even imagine quitting their day jobs their 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 teaching jobs imagine 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 an art world just for a second without art art patrons imagine the sistine chapel without pope julius ii imagine imagine titian without the holy without the holy roman emperor listen charles v and the pope were certainly not puppies. And I can assure you that they would never pass the smell test of culturally correct kashrut. I mean, think of Mm, Think of the Guggenheim fortune made in large measure in the nitrate industry in Chile or or, or Pierpont Morgan's banking dynasty or the union-busting magnate Henry Clay Frick or how about the Rockefellers or, for that matter, how about the Silicon Valley social media surveillance zillionaires? Try for just a second, just a second, to imagine an art world without them. I mean, do you really think that the Whitney Biennial is financed with a bake sale? Now, let me briefly and uncharacteristically editorialize a bit here. Don't get me wrong. I consider myself sufficiently progressive. I mean, if you talk to my in-laws, they would tell you that Timmy is just the left of Vladimir Lenin. but. When I see artists trying to purge the board of directors of our major museums of anyone whose profession they find morally repugnant, I tend to cringe. I, I tend to cringe the way one cringes when one sees someone manspreading two and a half seats on a crowded rush hour subway. It sort of, it sort of, it sort of reminds me of the. Anti-tax, anti-vax, anti-governmental boneheads driving their trailers through our national parks enjoying a quiet weekend, communing with the pristine preserved elegance of our collective American landscape. I mean, if you don't like paying taxes, then just pitch a tent in your backyard and pull your kids out of public schools and, and, and defund the police. And if you don't like the business model of the art world, if you plan to limit your collectors to nurses and soccer coaches, well, you you might want to consider another another profession. As for me, I'm perfectly comfortable with compromise. Timmy is just fine with the way things are. I have no problem with this grotesque trade in luxury items because, well, because, well, as a visual artist myself, I have always been an abject failure. And frankly, my moral compass has never really been tested. No, after, after years, after years and years of drawing and painting and stalling, filming, performing, exhibiting, I suppose my, my pathetic, puny attempts at making a tiny little dent in the, uh, in the discourse have always been stunted with a chronic commercial constipation. I I, I I, can never even give my work away, much less sell it, so I remain I remain virginal, void of all sin, pure. There, There are no Timmy Blacks on the walls and warehouses of arms dealers or pharmaceutical executives, which in the end I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing. No, really, this this complete and decisive professional failure has made me free. 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 Free act upon my true calling, my my true destiny, my righteous mission, my righteous mission to be the chronicler and real-time archivist of the lives of contemporary artists.